The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. America, welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. I'm the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Friday morning. Good morning to everybody in the chat and everybody at Red State Talk Radio and across. Uh, the numerous platforms that we uh, stream our video portion of the radio show to. We're glad to have you guys this morning. Yes, Lucy, I'm here this morning. <laughs> I'm I'm here this morning. We just took a little time, and I apologize. I, I walked away. Uh, so those of you who are listening prior to the radio show, um, there was an interview going on, and I apologize for that. It wasn't even supposed to be going. I didn't start it or anything. It was just on one of the pages that I'm going to read from this morning. Let me get some formalities out of the way. We'll jump right into this because this is a this is a very inspiring story. This is not uh, bad news. This is actually really good news. Uh, it's very a very inspiring story, and I want to share it with you and the young lady who's a part of that. Uh, before we do that, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com or SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you go to SonsLibertyMedia.com, you can scroll down right there on the right side of the page. You can see the face that's made for radio and. The rest of what we're going to do here, uh, you'll be able to see um, my guest uh, that I'll have on from a previous interview. This The interview is pre-recorded. We didn't know how long it would take, if she needed the whole hour, or if she needed 20 or 30 minutes, something like that. So it was about a 30-minute interview. So I'm going to give you some introduction to that, and then she'll give you a little bit of that in her own words, and then start telling you things that can encourage you. Because I know some of you out there, you hear people organize things. You hear people doing things or you're asking, what can I do? Well, maybe some, for some of you, you're, the thing that you need to do is to organize protests. And I'm talking about legitimate, peaceful protests. Everybody listening to this show, I would assume, is not going to go out and riot and loot. They're not going to start trouble. They're just out there to protest, to address uh, their government for a redress of grievances, Right. And that's what my guests will be doing in just a little bit. I'm going to bring that up. Uh, you can also check out this live video feed. Let me tell it real quick on Twitter at FPP Tim. My Periscope account, account is Setting Brush Fires. You can catch us there. Facebook is Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel is B Dean Sons of Liberty. Before it's news.com, we're there every weekday morning at 6 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. on Saturdays, and Bradley's on Monday through Saturday at 3 p.m. Now, if if you're wondering why we're not on our YouTube channel, 
Sons of Liberty and were over at Setting Brush Fires, which is my old YouTube for the radio show. The reason is, is because YouTube uh, gave us a strike because we've been having Kate Shimarani on. They, they've removed three, four, five interviews of her um, that we've had there, and they're acting unlawfully. And the sad part is we can't even get attorneys. They say they'll help us out. Um, I've even reached out to my attorneys down here in South Carolina, and it's, oh, you know, it's they don't want to be bothered with it. At least that's the way they well, sound Naomi about Soria it. Okay, here we go. This thing is, that. I don't know what it is with people's video. You, you say, I don't want to do that. But anyway, um, you, you, you've got attorneys who won't stand on your behalf. And there's no wonder that Jesus condemns some of these kinds of people in uh, Matthew 23. There's just no difference. I mean, sometimes you need them. <laughs> And sometimes we just, I'm in the process of trying to learn some of the, the things that are very basic that can be used in a court of law uh, so that we can stand up for our rights. Because oftentimes the the attorneys are really not standing up for our rights when you just get a regular you know attorney. I'm not talking about somebody like a John Whitehead who deals with um, civil rights and things of this nature, but that's kind of the way it goes. DLive.tv at the Sons of Liberty. You can check us out there. And then Spreely Gab, Me, We Minds, and USA.life. You can catch us there, Sons of Liberty, Sons of Liberty Media. If you want to call in, the number's right there in the bottom right of your screen. For those of you viewing, those of you listening via Red, Take, Red State Talk Radio, the number's 215-TOP-TALK, 215-867-8255. All right, so let me get to this because I'm kind of mixing that all in. Sometimes I get excited about a particular issue because this is just um, the woman I'm going to introduce you to is 27 years old. She's a millennial. Okay. Now, some of you have the mindset that, well, millennials are just lost and they're, you know, they're no good. And, you know, let's be honest. Parents from the 60s probably thought the same thing about the hippies of that day, right? And then the parents from the 70s probably thought the same thing about young people at that time, and then the 80s, and then the 90s, and then the 2000s. Remember the Gen Xers and all this other? And people just thought, well, these people are no... And you know what? Maybe for a a majority of them, that might be the case. Maybe. But there are still some who do some great things. Um, And this young lady is one of them. Her name is Naomi Soria. And um, earlier this year... What Naomi did, now she's a wife and she's a mother, and she's got family and things just like everybody else does, and she wanted to do something in her community to protest the lockdown that was taking place in California. She's out of the San Diego area, and one of the things that she began to do was research how she could do certain things, and she used a particular app. She'll tell you that in the interview, because I forget the name uh, of the app right now, but um one of the things she did was she took and uh, was able to develop this app to send out notices that there would be a protest. And she said, I didn't know how many people were going to show up. She's going to tell you that in a little bit, but I'm just kind of setting all this up. Lo and behold, hundreds of people turned out. Hundreds of people just from this, this wife and mother putting out a thing. Uh, she's She doesn't have any name recognition or anything like that. And she put this out. So what happened? Well, she organized it in downtown San Diego. Let me show you. This is the, the, where the video that keeps popping up that wants to uh, take over. This is from a CBS 8. Uh, I believe this is a local outlet there. And uh, here's what they had 
to say when they reported on the story, a woman who organized last weekend's protest in downtown San Diego opposing stay-at-home orders due to the coronavirus pandemic, and we know what that is right now. I'm not going to say it here because we're going out on YouTube, but we all know it's a F-A-K-E pandemic. That's what it is, okay? It's facing possible misdemeanor charges that could result in 90 days in jail and a $1,000 fine. Now, stop and think about that for a second. She's not rioting. She's not looting. She's not uh, inciting insurrection. Okay? She's not doing any of the things that we see now going on across the country in different cities. She's just simply wanting to come and give voice to people like herself who will join her, who will say, you know what? You're infringing on my liberties, my rights to earn a living, to feed my family, to care for myself. Um... To move about freely. You know, that's a that's an inalienable right too, folks. To the, the freedom of mobility and to travel. That is a freedom. Okay? That is a liberty. She's 27 years old. And uh, she wanted to come out and speak out against that. There was the Freedom Rally is what they called it on a Saturday afternoon at the Hall of Justice. That's where they that's where the people gathered. So my friend Jim White had interviewed her over at Northwest Liberty News. And um, at that time, Naomi was asking the question, where are all the men? It wasn't that she didn't have some men supporting. That wasn't what she was getting at. Her question was, why are the men not leading this? Well, I I can tell you this is part of the judgment of God. Um, When you go back in the Old Testament and when I speak about men being leaders all across the scripture, what you see is men in authority or leadership. That's why Adam was created first. This is why Paul says that a woman shouldn't teach in authority, not because she doesn't know things, but he says because she was first deceived. When when Eve went in and partook of the fruit that she wasn't supposed to, she did so because she was deceived by the serpent. But when she handed it to her husband, her husband wasn't deceived. He would he just became Mr. Milk Toast. And he says, oh, well, baby, if if you say so, you know, and he partook of it. But what happens is, is the scripture says that the the men are supposed to lead, not only in the home, uh, but also in the church and also in the civil sphere. Now, some of you are thinking I'm sexist. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying there's not a quality as far as um, being made in the image of God. We are. Men and women are made in the image of God. No question about that. But this is an issue of roles that are fulfilled. And it's pretty simple to demonstrate this. Men can't have babies. They just can't. They're not made that way. Women can. Um, And men are designed in their bodies to be protectors and providers and all these kinds of things, whereas women are not necessarily for that. It's not that they can't do it, but there's a design there. There's there's an authority that's given there by the Creator, and it's not to be lorded over the woman. In fact, um, Ephesians 5 tells us that men are to love their wives right? As Christ loved the church. So we're not to lord it over them. We're not to be chauvinist pigs. Um, That is not the biblical answer for anything either. And yet here it is, this young woman, um, and I I might want to point out too this, when you go back in the scripture and people want to say, well, there were leaders like Miriam. Well, Miriam led the women in singing. She didn't lead the men in that. She led the the women in dancing. And you can go back and read that in the scriptures. You can read about Deborah. Deborah goes to the king and gives a message to him. 
And but she says, I'm not going to go do your job. That's not my job to do. It's yours. And he said, well, I'll go if you go with me. Well, she went with him. That's fine. But it was still his responsibility to do it. Now, here's what happens is um, Naomi sets this up. Um, She is a 27 year old caregiver and medical assistant. She works with veterans, wounded warriors and POWs, uh, has sparked just an incredible movement there in San Diego. She was getting people like Dennis Prager to come in. Yeah, he, he saw what had went on, and he came to, to one of her rallies. Um, she had some other people who came to her aid as well, as well as the hundreds of people that would show up. And it's pretty incredible because, uh, again, a lot of you ask the question, well, what do I do? Well, what do I do? Well, maybe there's some of you out there who can be encouraged by Naomi's, by Naomi's story, because, again, she was threatened with 90 days in jail, an additional $1,000 in fines. And why was that the case? Well, she was just simply exercising her God-given right. That's what she was doing. These are some of the images. Those of you who are listening by Red State Talk Radio, you won't be able to see them. This is what this young lady did. Um on her her protest day. Look at all these people that are showing up. Okay? They they got wind that there was going to be a protest to reopen California. California, not northern California. This is in San Diego. Okay? And she had all of these people got wind of it and they came out, they turned out in hundreds of people. I mean, this was the first one. So hundreds is a lot of people. Most people they set up a first protest. And what they're going to do is they're going to be looking towards, oh, I, you know, I'll be happy if I get 25 or 50 people, maybe 100. And she had hundreds of people lined the streets outside City Hall to protest unlawful lockdowns. They are unlawful. I don't care if the governor wrote them. I don't care if the police try to enforce them. They're unlawful. There's no authority to be doing any of this stuff. And so here was a woman. She has small children. She's got a husband. And yet she says, something needs to be done here. And I'm going to do something, whatever it is that I can do. Maybe it's organize a protest. And so she does this. She brings the people in. She organizes this protest. And she uses a little app to do that. And then she comes in and shows up. And there are hundreds of people there. I mean, and it isn't, again, I, I said she had support of Dennis Prager. Um, she also had some other support. Let me show this. This comes from BizPack Review, you know, not necessarily something I'm promoting, but this was a story they told about her or they wrote about her back in April as well. Erin Cruz for Congress, uh, 36th District of California. Um, she's running for Congress there. Naomi is holding a peaceful protest in San Diego. Um, and... They, the San Diego Police Department were prepping a warrant for her arrest. While you may not agree as a healthy person, even while mandates are in place, you still, as a U.S. citizen, have the right to free speech. Amen, Aaron Cruz. You do. And the right to peacefully assemble. And this is outside. We know that, boy, nobody's making a big deal out of the, the, the rioting and looting that include oftentimes 50, 100, 200 people, or whatever the case may be, at least if the, the image is on television or to be believed, which sometimes is questionable. But we've seen that in Minneapolis. We've seen that in California. We've seen it in Florida. We've seen it in Atlanta. We've seen it in New York. 
where the people are doing that, and they're not acting lawfully. They're not acting peacefully. And I was glad yesterday that uh, Dr. Vieira made that point. There are peaceful protests, and even if you disagree with the person, peaceful protests are lawful. They are lawful, okay? It's when they become criminal and they start damaging property, attacking other people, that they become unlawful. And so we don't condone any of that. But there is definitely. Well, Soria says uh, she is not these, backing I'm down. telling you what. In fact, she plans to hold another I got this lady this popping in. I'm going to have to get onto these people, <laughs> their site. I don't know. I even muted it uh, to come on here with that. Now, with that said, what I want to do is I had an interview earlier this week with Naomi. Now, it runs about 28 minutes, um, but uh, I wanted to let her tell her story and tell how she got to doing what she's doing. As a form, again, a form of encouragement to you guys because she was doing all of this after the first one. She was doing all of the other protests that she was doing in the face of a threat of jail time, jail time for just simply going out and holding a sign or, you know, speaking out against the unlawfulness of her government. It, she was facing that and a thousand dollar fine every time she showed up for a protest. Okay, now she's already set up. I'm gonna, before I play the interview, she's already set up a, a freedom rally for the Fourth of July at one p.m. at sixteen hundred Pacific Highway, San Diego, California, and the, <laughs> I love it. It's a peaceful assembly which the First Amendment protects, or is supposed to protect. And Gavin Newsom, the governor there swore an oath to that constitution that protects that freedom of assembly and yet he's he's really been against that you can see in the way that they did with um the policeman uh back what was it a couple of months ago when they had the same thing in sacramento and the policemen were pushing the people back off of their property their property and so she says come sign the recall newsom petition oh don't you like that this is what I like. Take the mask off. Okay? Uh, and she says one of the things is there's going to be some speakers there. They're going to talk about unlawful mask mandate. And again, this isn't about partisanship. This isn't about what political jersey you wear. This is about liberty. Again, this is a surrounding of the law. It is to uphold the law. It is to say you don't have authority to be doing this. You're acting tyrannically. I like the fact that she's got a uh, recall Governor Newsom petition going on. Now, with that said, um, I'm going to play this interview. So enjoy this. This is uh, Naomi Soria. Uh, this was from earlier in the week. So you won't be able to sort of interact with that unless you want to write something in the chat. But uh, here's the interview. All right. Uh, we've got a special interview that we're going to do here on Sons of Liberty. And my guest today is Naomi Soria. Um, she is, as my friend Jim White from Northwest Liberty News has said, not your ordinary millennial. We have a few not-so-ordinary millennials uh, who actually believe in liberty and standing up for what is right, standing against tyrants. She's one of these ladies. She's out of California. She's out from where, uh, very close to where uh, my aunt uh, lives out in Poway, but uh, she's out in the San Diego area, if I'm not mistaken. She's 21-year-old caregiver and a medical assistant who works with veterans, wounded warriors, 
and uh, POWs and has sparked quite a movement in San Diego. And uh, she has stood against the tyranny. She has called people out to stand with her. She has asked where are the men who will stand with her. I know she's had some that have come out and stood. Uh, she's a wife and a mother. And she's been threatened for organizing protests that are protected by the First Amendment. And um, there have been peaceful protests. Nobody's called for violence. Nobody's been violent. And yet the city has threatened her with fines and jail time. And I want to take time to welcome Naomi to the Sons of Liberty. Welcome, Naomi. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, yeah, sure, sure. Now, you, you're, just a, you're just an ordinary wife and mom, and, but you see a need to go out there and have your voice heard. And you're calling people to do the same so that you're not just a lone voice out there, but you, you find strength in numbers in that. And that's very much like the founders were. They were talking about you either join, you, you join or die. We come together or we're going to be divided and we're going to be destroyed as a result of that. Tell us a little bit about what's going on because you've been facing a lot of this stuff for several months. Tell us a little bit about your story, how you got involved in this. Okay, so it all started back with SB 276. Or maybe even before that, because I have been an activist um, against, you know, genetically modified foods. And I've marched against Monsanto many times. And then my marches against Monsanto, be, uh, they grew. And I wanted to learn about, you know, natural medicine and how to take care of your immune system naturally and how to take care of your body and um, not be dependent on pharma. And I, um, I started learning about current California legislation and I learned about the bill SB 276. And so I started my journey, um, learning about California legislation with that bill. And when that bill was introduced, I realized that California is in a very detrimental position and they're passing these tyrannical bills that infringe on our bodily autonomy and our inherent rights. And so it began there. SB 276 wound up passing. And so we we began this lockdown and it is extremely unconstitutional. And from the beginning, it was um, it just seemed off. And so it started, they mandated masks, they, they made it so there was a group of people who were essential, and there was a group of people who were inessential. And that's when things started to go downhill. They, the government made it so a group of people were allowed to go to work and a group of people were not allowed to go to work. And they shut the schools down, they made the children have to educate from home. And I started seeing how this was um, drastically affecting people around me, including myself. And I started getting really nervous and wondering, like, is somebody going to intervene? Are we going to enter martial law? What is going to happen? And so um, I, when I become concerned about, you know, things, the only thing I know how to do is how to protest, how to gather people, how to you know, assemble people to petition their government for a redress of grievances. And I, I uh, called it a freedom rally. And we met on a Saturday in the afternoon. And we had a turnout of about four or 500 people. And they came, uh, I let everybody know this is a nonpartisan event, because freedom is nonpartisan. And um, we discussed, you know, uh, social distancing and wearing masks and, you know, protecting each other, you know, 
you know, the precautions because safety is my number one concern. And uh, I just wanted to gather the people together, the people who want to go back to work, the people who want to open California. And it's so much more than just opening California. There are so many issues uh, that come along with the lockdown. There's children in, who live in abusive homes who will live with their abusers. There's, you know, people, men and women in abusive relationships, domestic violent relationships, and they're stuck in their home with their abusers. You know, suicide rates, domestic violence rates, depression rates, uh, unemployment rates, it, they're skyrocketing and the numbers are staggering. And so I started realizing that the outcome of being locked down was more significant than the numbers of people dying. Death is a tragedy and I am an empath and I 100% side, you know, with what is right. And I have compassion for others, but when it comes down to, um, a certain group of people will be able to thrive and survive and another group of people will not be able to feed themselves and home themselves and have a car and be able to take care of their children. It becomes very serious. So we had this freedom rally and it was a great turnout and it was so patriotic and it was so wonderful to see the people, the like-minded individuals come together for freedom to be, you know, to be sovereign one day. And, um, I was met with uh, SDPD, Tom Joy is his name, and he met with me and he let me know I was going against health commissioner's orders. And um, when he let me know that, he also let me know that they weren't going to be filing with the city attorney's office at that moment, but that didn't mean that they wouldn't be filing in the future. And so I had my rally. It was great. And so I left to Sacramento the next day for another rally another freedom rally. And, um, when I was over there, I received a call from Tom joy, letting me know that they decided to pursue legal action against me. Um, they would be filing with the city attorney's office for a warrant for my arrest, 90 days in jail and, or a thousand dollar fine or both for every protest that I choose to do during the lockdown. Of course I, um, you know, when someone threatens you, uh, with something like that, you know, you call an attorney before you say anything else. So I contacted Mark Moiser and, um, he immediately jumped on the phone call and he let them know he would be representing me. And afterwards, um, he had a talk with Harmeet Dillon with the Dillon Law Group. And she took my case and Centers for American Liberty became my nonprofit organization. I have Mark Trammell, Harmeet Dillon, and Mark Moiser, and that is my legal representation. And so from there, I've had a few more rallies, maybe five more rallies, and I have, you know, rallied in Pacific Beach. I have uh, had a rally in Los Angeles and Santa Monica at the City Hall. I had a turnout uh, with Will Witt and Dennis Prager came and spoke, and um, Joel Lambert and. I had a panel of doctors, uh, Dr. Casey Pride, and um, I can't think of their other names, the other names at the moment, but uh, doc oh, Dr. Jeff Bark and uh, Simone Gold. Uh, they came and they spoke and the panel, uh, they did amazing. And they talked about the numbers and the inflation and they talked about ways to boost your immune system naturally, because there's so many ways to boost, boost your immune system naturally. And, uh, my protests have gone from, um, strictly going out for freedom just to educate the masses on, um, 
you know, opening up California and getting people back to work. And it went from that to educating the masses on current legislation, how to get proactive, how to become more involved. And so um, I started doing a call to action and um, I started sitting in on these San Diego Board of Supervisors meetings and listening in and watching and trying to understand, you know, where they're coming from and where we're at with opening up California. And so I got, you know, all of their information and I started telling people, if you want to change, my call to action is to contact Greg Cox, Diane Jacob, Kristen Gaspar, Nathan Fletcher, and Jim Desmond and contact the sheriff's department and let these people know, these paid public servants who are supposed to represent us, who are paid with our tax dollars, these people who are supposed to have our best interests at heart, we are calling upon them for help. And the Constitution says that we have the right to do so. So I have, you know, um, given their email, given their phone numbers, and told the people, you know, reach out to them and let them know they work for you. What do you need? You want to get back to work. What do you need from them? And um, it's been it's been great. And so many people are, you know, waking up and becoming privy to the language and the verbatim and um, what these bills actually mean, because legalese is so confusing. And if you read these bills, it's so uh, it's so difficult to understand. It's not meant for the average person. Um, I am not aware of, you know, law. I, I only know, you know, just enough just to get by. So um, it's been my homework to sit and, you know, do my due diligence to educate myself on what these bills are, what they mean, and how I can proactively make a difference and a positive change. What do I need to do? What do I need you to do? How can we work together to make a change? So um, it's been an amazing and wild ride. And I have learned so much from so many powerful people who just stand for liberty and they stand for freedom and they stand for all of the beautiful things um, that, that America was based upon and founded upon. And it has been such an eye-opening and incredible uh, journey. And it's just the beginning because there's so much more to come. There's so much more work that needs to be done in California. There's so many people who still need to wake up and I am ready to take on the challenge of um, educating the people. Yeah. Naomi, a lot of things here at the Sons of Liberty, you know, we go back to two Two foundations, really, the, the ultimate foundation is the Bible. That's really where we established the Mayflower Compact. Those guys got off. They were they were unashamed about what they were doing. They set up a, a civil society based upon the law of God. It was for the glory of God. It was for the advancement of, of Christ's kingdom. They, they made no you know bones about that. And then all of our laws, you can go back and read the state laws. All of those were based upon the Bible, when, even when they sought out a punishment or they pointed out the law to show the justness of it, they pointed back to the scriptures. They would point to those things. Now, they didn't do that in the in the Constitution, but there were elements of the Constitution that were put there that were based off of principles they have, like what you said. We have the right to free speech. We, we don't have the right to speak unlawfully because that's where you start getting into, you get into perjury or things of this nature. I think everybody understands that. But we don't, we don't go gag people because and take that freedom away because they could misuse that freedom. Uh, and this is something that when people talk about um, 
uh, taking guns, they say, well, you don't have just inherent right to that. You know, we have this, that, and the other. No, you have a right to, to have a gun. If you choose to use it unlawfully, then we have a we have a duty as a society to punish you and give you a just punishment, which in my case, I say, if you're going to go murder somebody, then you get done to you what was done to them, that the society does that. And so we hold to that kind of thing. I, I'm very much aware of that. And when you talk about change the world, a lot of people use that um, in the sense of they want some kind of radical difference of change. But it sounds to me like what you're saying is, I want to change from the socialist Marxist kind of thing that we're seeing in California back to the liberty of the law, living under the law, um, the simple law that everybody can understand, because I'm like you. I, I've looked at some of this stuff, and I just go, I threw my hands up like, okay, you're changing this subsection. You, it takes you all day to go through the, all the different subsections and things like that to even understand what they're trying to get at. And then they throw in things that you know are lawless. Um, mm-hmm. So so I, I know about that. We have um, a, a woman who comes on on Saturday, a health and wellness expert. You may have seen her, Kate Shimarani from the U.K., and she talks about boosting the immune system. We have a woman who comes on on Wednesday. She talks about the education that they're trying to push down, which the government doesn't have, is not supposed to have anything in. And she has to go through that legislation. And she tells me all the time, I want to pull my hair out when I go through it. So I know what you're doing. But it's interesting. You're a wife, you're a mother. You go sit at these things trying to learn so that you can say, hey, guys, this is what they're doing to us. We can't let them help. We can't let them do this to us. We've got to hold them accountable to what their oath is. They're not allowed to stray from that oath. And I'm glad to see that because... Uh, oftentimes millennials, um, and I'm 51, but millennials get a, a bad rap, but I've seen a lot of good millennials take to Liberty and, uh, and follow that out and take a stand. I'm glad to see that you're doing that. What are, what are some of the results? Now you, you had, uh, I was showing while you were speaking, I was showing a, um, uh, an article that was written back in April and this was dealing with, um, you know, what had happened there with the threats that had come on you. Uh, San Diego woman facing jail time for lockdown protest plans. Another, despite cops prepping for arrest. This was uh, from Business and Politics and uh, or BizPack, excuse me, BizPack Review. And what what's happened as a result of that? Have the have there threats um, come to any fruition? Have you had to face any of that? How, how, how what's going on with that? So I haven't. Uh, nobody said a thing to me. Because, you know, this, the Constitution is the supreme law of the land, and they don't have the right to uh, step and trample upon my fundamental God-given liberties. So um, they've backed off. And at this point, I mean, there is no going back with these protests that are currently happening. Um they, they really can't, uh, they're going to have to eat their words because they are, you know, condoning the rioting and the looting and the destruction of property. And they are saying that this is, you know, um, in, uh, to stand in solidarity with George Floyd and get justice for his, um, his murder. And, um, if they are going to stand in solidarity with looting and Antifa, which has been established to be a terrorist organization, then um, they really need to uh, back off my, you know, inherent rights because I have been a peaceful person. I have truly um, only gone out to peacefully assemble and petition my government for a redress of grievances. And my, uh, my protests and my rallies have been nothing but peaceful. Nobody's ever been injured. And it's, uh, it's truly, um, 
a godly environment and everybody who comes, they are believers in Christ. And it is, it is so powerful to be um, present for these rallies because we truly are with our tribe. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. I really am. Uh, some of the things that you protest, I mean, you've had hundreds of people show up. You've got all these people that you're bringing in or they're coming in. How are they, how are they, how are you getting the word out here? I mean, uh, do you got like a website that you're set up? Are you making phone calls? Uh, is it word of mouth? What's, what's going on with that? So it's kind of everything. Um, I have a website. It's NaomiSoria.com. And I, I, I update it regularly um, if I have a protest coming up. And I also have, you know, my Facebook, and Naomi Israel. And I have a Twitter, Naomi Soria, with two A's at the end. And I have an Instagram, Naomi Soria, with two A's at the end. Um, I, uh, I just spam. I spam on all the open California pages and I get on everybody, all the celebrities, all the news stations everywhere. And people pick me apart. I get on the classifieds. I get, you know, anywhere that I can get any platform. I will, I go out all the time. I go to every protest that's out there and I make connections. I hand out my, my card. It says Naomi Soria activist and it has my email and it has my, um, my website. And I, I network and I talk to people and I ask people, you know, how is this affecting you? How is this lockdown affecting you personally? And I've listened to the people and, you know, they, through networking, I have met so many people who are in similar situations and it's just, you know, it just keeps going. It's a ripple effect. That person knows somebody who's in trouble. That person knows who's somebody who's in trouble. So I have been able to network and network and network and it's just spiraled on its own. And I've had Dennis Prager, you know, um, help me with networking and Graham Ledger from One American, the Daily Ledger. And I've had so much support from people with a great platform. And you know what they say, your network is your net worth. So I'm just trying to build a network. I have a phone tree. I have, you know, a lot of people that I can post on Facebook. Hey, I'm having a rally. And I know for a shadow of a doubt, I will have a great turnout because I have established so many great connections um, on this journey. I think that's great. I think that's great. Now, what are some of the things you, you talked about letting people know, educating people on what was going on uh, with legislation? and getting in contact with the legislators. What are some of the big issues that you've tackled over the past couple of months or a few months that you've been doing? What are the things that you've been protesting against? Okay, so it well for me it started with SB two seven six and then it was AB two six two and AB two six two is for communicable uh, communicable diseases and that gives the health commissioner permission to do whatever deems necessary in the event of an outbreak. So um, they can go into your house. They can take you and your children. They can kill your pet. They can set your house on fire. They can damage all your property. And this is law in the state of California, AB 262. And that's just, that's just one um, infringement bill. There are so many of them. Yeah, you guys have had uh, things where they want to put you through a background check just to buy some bullets. Uh, right. Which I, I tell people that's that's my vaccine right there. Um, if yeah. they come to mandate vaccines, that's the vaccine right there. They get copper and lead vaccine. Um, yep. But but those kinds of things are there. Uh, you guys have had a, a big kind of stir on the 5G issue, too, uh, right. because you want you want more uh, authentication, if you will, studies to determine is this stuff really safe? Because we know that it's been used in the military. We do know that. 
And it has the potential of that, whether they say it, it works at lower frequencies and all this. And we know that it affects us even at lower frequencies. Our Wi-Fi does that and stuff. Um, but right. there's other things, too. Um, the, the vaccines, I think, I think your governor out there has said, has talked about mandatory vaccines, has he not? Multiple times, and it's so scary. Um, right now, we have so many bills um, that are specifically about vaccines, SB 276, um, HR 2527, um, which one? Um, SB 276, HR 2527. Um, I didn't write all of them down, but we have a few bills, and they're really dangerous bills. So AB 26, oh wait, um, SB 276 made it so they removed medical exemptions from immunocompromised children, and they made it so they can't attend public school. And so um, now, not only did they remove their right to go to school, but now they're trying to say that they're going to go after homeschoolers and they want them to also be vaccinated. So they want these immunocompromised children to not only be able to go to a public school, you know, their God-given right to a public education, but then they, um, they're going to come to your home. And if you don't, you know, vaccinate now they're doing this contact tracing thing and they, the facial recognition technology, and they just want to be in your phones and your computers. They want full control of your children. It's more than just a vaccine. They want to track and trace you like an animal. Yeah, no, I know, I know that's the case. Um, I, and as far as the education, I've dealt with that before. I said, you know, government shouldn't have any place in that at all. Uh, as far as public education, I see that as communities come together and those people with the children, if they want to hire a teacher to kind of help out, uh, that's fine. You can do that. Everybody else shouldn't be paying for your kid's education. Uh, Deuteronomy right. 6 says that we're supposed to be teaching our own kids, not everybody else doing it. I mean, but if you if you've got a specialty that has to happen that way, you can do that. But that's the strings they get us with. They say, oh, We'll come in and we'll take this from you. We'll, we'll do this for you. And this really goes back to the church itself and the fact that the church, if the church was doing what it's supposed to do, it doesn't leave a vacuum for government to come in and be tyrants over, whether that's taking care of the poor through welfare or whether that's doing this public education the way they do it or whatever they do. If the church was doing what it's doing and you're being a part of that, you're being a part of going out and saying, we've got to do what we're supposed to do then we don't need, we'll show that government is not needed for any of these things. It's only needed, um, you know, we need some judges to, to deal with some civil matters, um, some guys to deal with the, the criminal matters, and then the people carry out the punishment. Uh, at least that's how the Bible lays it out to be done. So right. I'm glad to see that you're leading in that uh, as a young lady. You're doing that. You're setting forth an example for your kids and for people in your community, and that's really good. Um, is yeah. there anything else? Can, if people wanted to get in touch with you, because you're in California, so everybody's not going to be fake. I'm not going to deal with the things that are in California there. But maybe there's other people in other states and they say, well, well, if this lady can do that, well, I can do it. Can you is there some way they can get in touch with you? Uh, let people know what they can do to get in touch with you. And if you're willing to help them, uh, maybe they're in another state. I know you're probably pretty busy with family and doing these things, but maybe you, you want to give some uh, pointers to them as to, to what's going on. How do they get in touch with you? Sure. Okay. Well, you can add me. Like I said earlier, I have a Facebook. My name is Naomi Israel and um, I have an Instagram. It's N-A-O-M-I-S-O-R-I-A-A. And my Twitter is um, N-A-O-M-I-S-O-R-I-A-A. -A. And I am 
always responding to messages. I am very responsive. Um, if I had to give you guys some pointers on how to do this on your own, um, I would honestly just say uh, the easiest way is uh, download the Canva app and just create a flyer a day, pick a day and a time and tell everybody to come to be peaceful and um, just, just put a few words out there and the people will come because the people are angry and the people are ready. And um, it, it just takes one person to take that leadership role and say, this is the date and the time and this is where I'm going to be and I'm going to be holding my sign. And if you want to come stand with me in solidarity, this is where I'm going to be. And it's worked out just great for me. I've had thousands and thousands of people show up and stand with me for freedom. So if they'll stand with me and I'm nobody, they will stand with you too. I, I think that's great. Now you say this is a Canva app? Yes. Spell that. C-A-N-V-A. Okay. So Canva. Canva. Okay. I'm going to put a link up when we archive the show and that way people will be able to find that and they'll be able to do uh, you know, whatever they want to do there with that. It's a good point. Uh, finally, one, one last thing I want to ask you. Um, and I think mm -hmm. we, I think we lost you there. Uh, okay, there we go. Um, the, um, what, what do you have coming up? What do you have coming so up? So right, right now I don't have anything coming up. Okay. I am brainstorming. I am on a mission. I am educating myself on current, um, legislation and I'm trying to become as well informed as I possibly can so that when I'm ready to do whatever is next, I can bring the heat because I have everything. I have the, the speakers ready. I have the audio equipment. I have everything. All I need at this point is just to educate myself further and just to become um, a little bit more prepared to be in a more of a public speaking position. And also because I really don't feel like right now is the right, uh, right time to be, um, be protesting about this just because I want to also respect the fact that George Floyd passed and things are a little bit um, turbulent right now and a little bit dangerous. So I want to just give it a little bit of time. And in this time, I'm just going to educate myself and come back so much stronger. Well, we wish you the best. I'm, I'm glad you took time for us today. And um, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing what's going to take place uh, when you get back into things. Um, best of luck with that and God bless you with it. And I, I'm hoping a lot of people are going to join you in that uh, a lot more than before, uh, especially if they keep doing this, this lockdown stuff, the way they're doing it. Uh, it's just going to make people all the more angrier that they can't go or they're, they can. The reality is, is they can. This is, this is the right. dirty little secret because it's not law. They're uh, giving unconstitutional orders. The problem is a lot of people don't want to take the risk that they might encounter some cops who are going to stop them. They might get shot in the process of saying, I don't, you know, this is unlawful, all these kinds of things. But I wish you the best in what you're doing, Naomi, uh, Naomi and stay in touch with us, okay? And, uh, and we'll, have, we'll have you back on when you're, when you're doing something else, okay? Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate your time. All right. Thank you, Naomi. We appreciate you. All right, that was uh, Naomi Soria, and um, got some comments in the uh, in the chat that they really like her passion for the truth, and uh, you know she's coming to terms with she's uh, she's on the learning curve here. It's not that she doesn't get basic things, but uh, she's coming on a learning curve. She's admitted that, and uh, and she's exercising her rights as um, a person of humanity. These rights, look, folks, these rights are not just for the people of the United States. 
even though our founders didn't fulfill them fully, okay, I get it. Got something in my mouth there. I get it, okay? But the but the, what they were striving for was that, and they said all men are created with certain inalienable rights. All men. Even those men that they weren't necessarily treating as though they were that way at the time. They at least got the goal they were shooting for. Right. And that's been pressed throughout history. Okay? We can all look back at people, and we can look at people today, and we can point the finger at certain things. But the question is, what is the goal they're striving for? Are they moving in that direction? If they're moving in that direction, that's what we encourage. That's called repentance. Okay? That's what that is. It's turning from, from it's, first of all, it's a change of mind. That's how the Bible describes it, a change of mind. And it's specifically in the Bible when it's spoken of, it's a change of mind about what God has said about the law, about himself, and about you and I. And then what, what happens in our mind, because Paul tells us that we're to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, happens as a result of, one, God giving us life, giving us faith, granting us repentance, us getting in his word, meditating on it, prayer, and then acting out what we, what, what's happened in us and what we are learning. So whatever is going into our mind, this is what was so important in Deuteronomy 6 when she was speaking about education. I don't believe that people have a, pu- a right to public education. I don't believe that. That's something she'll have to work out you know, in the future. But the issue is there is a command to parents by the Creator to teach your children, to be diligent in teaching them about Him and about His law. And if you do that, the other things kind of fall into place. I mean, they just do. Because His law deals with Math, believe it or not, because it talks about just weights and measurements, which is also dealing with economics. He tells you in his law to remind your children of what God has done in the past. That's learning history. You see? And I can point back to uh, articles I've done before on education early on in the United States. And what we see there was that we had a literacy not an illiteracy, a literacy rate of well over 90% in all of the states and even um, even higher when it got into some of the, the city realms that were there in the states. Higher than even over in England at the time. And you say, how, do these col- how are these colonists doing that? Well, we know, we know one thing they were doing. They were reading the, bri- the Bible at the breakfast table and they were reading it at night. And God says he will honor that. He says, don't forget me. Deuteronomy, when you go to Deuteronomy 6, verse 10, he begins to say, this is so that your children won't forget me. And then he says later on, uh, we quote from Hosea where he says, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. He says, because you've forgotten me, I'll forget your children. And so the issue is to always attempt, make that push towards that area of making God known not just to ourselves, okay, private devotions and things, but through our children and to other people. And so you say, well, why do you talk religion? Have any of you guys ever read, um, it was a public law, it was back, I think it was 1982, I pulled it up last night uh, because I told a friend, I said, we were talking and he mentioned something, 
uh, I want to say it's public law 94142, maybe. I, I think that was, no, that wasn't it. Uh, I thought that was it. It was it's a public law. It was written by Congress, and it was signed off by – it was a House resolution. It was signed off by President Ronald Reagan, of all people, and it declared that year the year of the Bible. And it specifically talked about the foundations of the United States were made, they were formed, they were laid out on the basis of the Bible. Now, you can deny that if you want to. You can claim you're an atheist, even though you're not. The Bible tells me you're not an atheist. You just want to suppress the truth and unrighteousness. You can do that if that's what you want to do. And you can deny the reality of the history that's there and of what God did in our founding, both under the Constitution and hundreds of years before that when the pilgrims came. You can deny that all you want. And all you're doing is putting yourself in a really bad position. Because if you want to talk about rights, rights come from the Creator. And if you deny there's a Creator, you have no basis to stand on rights. You just don't have any basis for it. Well, but people just in general, well, society, you can do that. Well, the society may turn on you. And they may say, well, you don't have any rights. We want to take your guns. They're trying to do that now. What are you going to do then? What are you going to appeal to then? You're going to have to go along with society, aren't you? But we stick with what the law is. And the one thing that doesn't change between the Constitution and the Bible is the Bible. It doesn't change. Yeah, there may be different translations, but ultimately it was given in a specific language. And if you're going to study the Bible, you're going to have to go back to those languages. You're just going to have to do it to be faithful. Whereas the Constitution, where it is flawed, where it is failing, where it is deficient, even the writers of that said, there's a process to change that, to conform to the law of God. With that said, um, I hope you enjoyed uh, Naomi's inter interview. Uh, again, she's going to have a, at the time, uh, this was not formulated, I don't think, when we interviewed earlier this week. This is something I just got across her Facebook feed this morning. And she is going to have a freedom rally on Saturday, July the 4th at 1 p.m., 1600 Pacific Highway, San Diego, California. Um, they're going to have a petition to recall Governor Gavin Newsom. Good for them. They're going to have speakers there. Um, they're going to talk about the unlawful mask mandate. I'm sure there's some stuff that's going to be out about vaccines and all this other stuff. And so you want to go and support her. Look, here's somebody who doesn't have to go out and do it, but they do it because they see the threat. And they want their community to stand with them. Now, if you're in the San Diego area, make it a plan. July the 4th, 1 p.m., go support Naomi. Uh, you can also find her on Facebook as Naomi Israel and the other places where Naomi Soria, S-O-R-I-A-A. -A, she threw that in there as an extra. Uh, we'll be back in the morning, 8 a.m. Kate Shamarani, don't miss it here. See ya.